Praise the Lord. I'm happy. Well, I mentioned that we are a prophetic community. Hopefully this will work well. Good. Oh my gosh, it's pointing over there funny. What are you facing right now, and what is the challenge before you? Is it big? Is it little? Is it new? Is it old? Is it acute? Is it chronic? Has it crept on you, up on you, or has it come upon you suddenly? Uh, what are your most, where are you most vulnerable right now? That's the kind of where I'm going with this. What is the pressure on your soul and what is the, uh, I say if there's a pressure, what's the pressure on your body? So we, we're going to jump into this idea of uh, the Lord taking us to another side. And uh, I want to step back though and put up that little thing about the discipleship. I want us to kind of redefine discipleship for a minute. A disciple of Jesus is one who freely receives the Father's love and responds to his presence. Would you say that with me? I receive the Father's love and I respond to his presence. And then it's, it's, that's evidenced by other-centered uh, action. Now, here's the, here's the deal here. This is the deal. Min, too many times, discipleship is kind of looked at some kind of like a behavior modification type thing, like replace a habit or, or uh, if I can just get the right attitude and action. But that's not really deep change. Deep change happens by a change of the heart, the heart. And so this lens, see, when you look at Jesus Christ and you look at Father God through the lens of Jesus Christ, have you ever heard, uh, let me throw an example, have you ever heard anybody say, yeah, the Lord's, uh, uh, the Lord or God's uh, using this sickness to test me? Have you ever heard that kind of nonsense before? Could you imagine Jesus ever going up somewhere, somebody's house and going, we're making you sick so we can test you? No, if Jesus didn't do it, the Father doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. If you don't see Jesus doing it, Father God doesn't do it. Hello! The lens is we look at the Father through Jesus. Because he came to reveal the Father's love to us. So I want to look at this little uh, scripture here, and it's going to run off the page, but bear with us. Luke, Luke 8, 22 through 25. One day he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, let us go across to the other side of the lake. Everybody just say that. Let us go across to the other side. Let us go across to the other side. I was preparing and I was looking at it. I had like pages of stuff and uh, I was looking for, Father, this doesn't feel fresh when I was doing, putting this together. You know, if I'm not interested in it, you won't be interested in it. <laughs> if it's not life-giving to me, it's gonna, not going to be life-giving to you. It's just going to be data information. You know, who wants that? I want life. I want the breath of the Spirit. And he's like, he's, he's saying, hey, guess what? He says, and the breath came on that phrase. The breath came on, let us go across to the other side. It's much bigger. So they set out, and as they sailed, he, Jesus, fell asleep, and the windstorm came down the lake, and they, and they were uh, filling with water, and they were in danger. So we got this, this uh, Jesus makes this prophetic statement, literally, and then life happens. 
windstorm comes up. And they get this panicky feeling because the wind's blowing so hard, the waves are cresting over the edge of the boat, the water's coming in the boat. Now this is a danger to them because it's like, we could go down out here. How many of you felt like, it's very obvious, but how many of you felt like you've had some kind of thing, storm come up and you've had the feeling of like, I'm sinking and this is bad news. And so, they went out and woke him. So this is, uh, they woke him up and said, Master, Master, we are perishing. And there's something about a good, good, a good solid trial that makes you feel like I'm, go I'm going under and I'm perishing. Isn't that true? It could be a long-term one. It could be a short one. It could be a sudden one. It could be acute. It could be chronic. It could be big. It could be small. It could be all these different states. But see, a windstorm, something comes up and pressure comes. Jesus said, tribulation will come, but be of good cheer. I've overcome it. And there's something about him being a part, of, and they're in the midst of this, I'm going to go through those notes in a minute. He says, we're perishing, and he awoke and rebuked the wind. And so Jesus wakes up. He's a man. He's fully God, fully man, but he's uh, like asleep in the boat. He's been ministering a lot. So he takes a nap, and then this comes in. He wakes up, and he wakes up, and he just suddenly just rebukes the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and they were calm. And he says, uh, he looks at him. Now, before this was always... Before having the lens of seeing the Father, before having the lens, I didn't get this. I didn't see it right. But this is basically what Jesus is doing. I wanted you to do it. I wanted you to say, stop it, wind. I wanted you to do it. He's not mad. He's imparting. I'm imparting the way the Father wants you to live. When you, when I, well, you'll see. Look at it. So it says, "Where's your faith?" That they were afraid and they marvelled, saying to one another, "Who then is this that he commands even the winds and the water that obey him?" So the first one is this. Jesus prophesies. Number one. Jesus. Number one. Jesus said, "Let us go across the other side." Jesus fell asleep. There are times when you do not feel connected to the Lord. Amen. Number three, a windstorm came filling the boat and water putting them in danger. Storms will rise that threaten your safety. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Number four, they woke him saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Moments will come that are outside of your control and you will believe you are perishing. Is that right? Okay. Everybody knows that. Okay. Number five. Jesus rebukes the winds and waves, and they cease and calm. Everybody say, the Lord has authority over everything. <laughs> it's everything. Okay, six. He says, where is your faith? Now, this is, the, this is the part. He is raising father's kids to be like him. He's wanting. See, you know, with the, the other part when they're in the water, and, and Peter said, hey, can I, can, I come, can I come out there to you? He goes, yeah. Walk. Come on. He wanted him to do it. So number seven, they marveled. Uh, they were afraid. They marveled, saying to one another, who then is this that he commands even the wind and water, and they obey him? And this is the thing. God gives revelation of who he is. Now look at this next verse, John 14, 12. Truly, truly, Jesus is talking to him later. He's been with him a while. Now he's going to have his like last discussion with him. And it's usually really important when if you're going to, you know, you know you're going to die soon that you'd like say some important stuff, 
right? And so this is one of those things in John. There's 14, 15, 16, and 17 of this uh, last uh, discussion that he had with him. He says, truly, truly, I said to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Let your jaw just go ahead and drop. And greater works than these will he do. Are you looking for the next little part there? Because I'm going to the Father. This whole thing's wrapped around together. I'm going to go be with the Father, and I want you, see, I, I want you to be, I want, I want to be in you, and you would be in me, and by faith, you know, so that we can come into this relationship, and you be one with the Father the way I'm with the Father, and the same love that you experience, that I experience with the Father, you'll experience with the Father, the same authority, so that you'll learn that as you walk with that love, that I'm going to whisper things to you, and you're going to be able to have authority and do things that I did, the same way that I did them, you'll do them, hello, everybody, and so you'll have things that say, oh, by the way, I went into that, um, I, you know, a long time ago, I went into the, uh, I think, did I say it? Yeah, I think I said it in here. I went into the courthouse like a couple of months ago and went out to the uh, car and the Lord spoke to me and said the, the guy in there, his, um, he's married and his, his uh, wife is sick and I'm healing her. And I went back in there and said, hey, what's your name? He told me his name. And I said, um, well, you know, is your wife sick? And he says, um, yeah, I mean, it took him a while because, uh, you know, when you go, hey, what's your name? Are you married? Is your wife sick? You know, that's kind of weird. <sighs> I said, bam, bam, bam. I was like, who in the heck are you? I said, well, I was sitting in my car and I felt the Lord say to me that you were married, your wife's sick, but he's healing her. And he was like lit up, you know, and I said, okay, okay, so let's pray. So I prayed with him and um, then anyway, so two days ago, I went in to pay some taxes and uh, I hadn't been in there since then. So this was like a couple of months ago. So I walk in there, and he wasn't there, but the, the, the other lady that was the security guard that was there with him, she was like lit up. She was like, she saw me come in, she was like, she like you could see her, her teeth were glowing in the, I mean, she was like literally lit up, you know, and she's smiling really big, and, and she's like, basically she's saying, I remember you. <laughs> and I said, hey, how's so-and-so? And she said, he's doing great. I said, you, so you remember that day? She says, oh, yeah, and it was really helpful to him. I said, what happened? She said, his wife had COVID, and she was doing horrible, and I walked in with that from the Lord. Remember, I told you that kind of stuff is like, and he says, it just put faith in there, you know? How you, aren't you happy? Jesus says, I want you to do what I did, and I get to do some of this. You get to do some of this. Isn't it wonderful? He says, hey, you go run in there and you give them some flowers. I bought them, but you just give them to them. And you go, hey, man, this is great. The fragrance of the Lord. You get to do stuff like this. It's so wonderful, uplifting. And as I'm saying it, I sense faith rising in your hearts because this is where the Lord is taking us as a church. And it's not as hard as you think. And don't judge yourself. In the name of Jesus, don't judge yourself. The Lord's going to whisper sweet little thoughts to you. And they're like, hmm. And then you say them, and they're very life-giving to people. Hallelujah. And we're going to start our prayer circles up again. Everybody say Hallelujah. We're starting them next week because we're doing communion today, and I didn't want to take the extra time, but because of, it's just time, it's just time. So, okay, take a big breath, Roger, and slow down. I think that's what Heather would say to me, honey, whoa, man, just admit it. So the Bible is 
the Let Us Go Across to the Other Side book. And it introduces us to Let Us Go Across to the Other Side, God. Hallelujah. Mankind fell into sin, therefore deception and the eyes that were open to Father's love closed and the eyes that, uh, that decided right and wrong, they opened up because of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and everything went wry after that. It just went down the tubes. So the whole redemptive plan of the Bible can be summed up simply by the Father wants to get his kids back. And Jesus came to remove all the obstacles in our way so that in Christ we can go across to the other side. Now, when we leave this physical life and enter into the depths of the love that we have never known in the way that we will know it, we'll know it being reunited with the Father. Second Corinthians 4, 7, 10 says, for this, and 18 says, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. 18, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are seen are eternal. And we see that again more specifically in 1 John 3, verse 2. It says, Beloved, we are now God's, we are God's children now. Everybody say, I'm God's kid. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And so the big, big, big picture is this. Through Adam, we lost our way. We were bound in sin. We were children. We came under the father of all lies. Satan, we're bound, that's where we were. But the Bible is the book that says we're going to go get you and we're not going to leave you there and we're going to take you to the other side. And heart by heart, moment by moment, people come into the revelation of who Jesus is and what he's done for them. And when the heart opens up, salvation happens, intimacy with God, especially with Jesus, begins. And this is the beginning of taking you on your journey to go to the other side. So the big, big picture is that he says, we're going to take you from being born in sin and we're going to take you to a sinless place where you will live in the realm of God's love forever. I'm taking you across to the other side. And in Christ, and so we have a deposit today. The Holy Spirit comes. It's a foretaste how many of you appreciate the foretaste? The difference between the foretaste now and then is that you get a brand new body. Somebody say hallelujah, I could use that. And you know what, let's go ahead and speak blessing over our physical bodies right now. Because that's taking us in a health way to the other side. Father God, in the authority of the stripes of Jesus Christ, when you say you're taking us to the other side, there's a place of healing in the temporary right now that we can walk stronger and healthier than we've been. We thank you for healthy decisions, but we also thank you for the touch of the healing grace of God right now. We receive. 
because it's the Father's will that we live healthy all the way to the end and serve Him. Let's go ahead and praise Him for it. Let's praise Him. Praise Him for health. Praise Him for a divine touch in our physical bodies. Let's praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. You came. Uh, spirits of infirmity, we command you to leave. Quit hassling your, the family here. We break all the, the lies of the enemy and anything that we've spoken that is contrary to be receiving healing. We say, Lord, wash our mouth out with the soap from heaven. Help us to speak according to the will of the Father. We speak healing over our bodies. Forgive us for saying anything that would be of a complaint nature that would stop us from receiving the fullness. We want to go ahead and praise you in advance. Let's go ahead and rejoice. This is rejoicing always. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is such a wonderful atmosphere here. I think that was part of the word where uh, Diane spoke about shifting atmosphere. And we want to, my heart is so full of all kinds of stuff. It's good. Okay. We're not done yet. Let's go ahead. We're going to get to, hey, we've got plenty of time. Okay. <laughs> okay. I want to take two illustrations and we'll get to communion and we'll get right in. And these are Old Testament ones. And, uh. Let us go across to the other side is the prophetic power in the Bible. And even when the children of Israel were in Babylonian captivity, God spoke to them through Jeremiah. Let's put that up. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Now, they're in captivity. They're in captivity. They have sinned. They have rebelled against God. And so now they're in a place of captivity. They're under Babylonian, they're in Babylonian exile and they're the, under the rule of Nebuchadnezzar. They're in captivity. And he says, I know the thoughts I plan, I know the plans I've made for you. And he's about to say, he goes, guess what? Plans of welfare for evil. He says, we're going to go across to the other side. In the midst of captivity, and if you find yourself in a place of mental captivity, of emotional captivity, of physical captivity, the Lord says, I got some plans. Are you open to them? Do you want to know my plans? They're for your welfare. They're for, they're for uh, the, the future and a hope that you would have. Now, I... I look at this, and this is where, this is a simple, simple verse, but it basically it says it doesn't matter what your current condition is, what trial you're going through, what circumstance, if there's a time of testing, it doesn't matter. This is what this verse says. You are not staying there, if you will receive that. You're not staying there. God, Father God's prophetic children are never stuck because they receive His plans and His thoughts. Are you there? That's the thing. God's plans are for your welfare, not for evil, no matter what you currently face. So in the King James, it says this, I know the thoughts I think toward you. Because the words in the, uh, the Hebrew, they work fine. It says, I know the plans I have. That works fine, but I'm going to break down these little Hebrew words right quick. The word know, 
I know is yada, to perceive, understand, acquire, knowledge, know, discern. In Jeremiah, it's the, the word that's used here in Jeremiah for the word knew. It says, therefore, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Uh, so it basically is describing God's knowledge of man. He says, I know stuff about you, and I've designed stuff for you. That's not for anybody else, but it's for you, because I know you. I know. I know. Aren't you happy you're the apple of his eye? I know. I know you. And I know the thoughts. And this is amazing. This word thoughts, thoughts, plan, devices, plans, intention, purpose, cunning works. I know these thoughts. I have these plans. I have these intentions. And then the last one, this word think. The Hebrew word, to count, impute, reckon, to think, plan, make a judgment, imagine. And this is a crazy word. It means it denotes a weaver. It's about weaving thoughts. Weaving thoughts. So, so I think some stuff. I'm going, and this is, this, this is an interesting word, this word think. I know the thoughts I think. I know the thoughts I think toward you. And he's like, this word, this word for think is the word that was used theologically where God says, I'm going to, this is how I think. Abraham, you see, when you believed in me, when your body was dead and couldn't reproduce, and couldn't do anything, guess what I'm going to do with that? I'm going to weave, well, the way God weaves his thoughts together is that I'm going to count this as righteousness. This is how I think about it. His thoughts weave in a way that our, we need to receive the help. He says, the way I'm, I just had this impression that there's some of you who have been very faithful, but you've lost heart. And the Lord says, that's not how I think. I'm thinking, I'm weaving something here. Let, let my thinking get in your thinking. You've been faithful. Let me do what I want to do in helping you. I'm going to give you because my plans are for your welfare. They're not for evil. They're to give you a future and a hope right now where you are right now. I said, let us go across to the other side. We're going to stay. We're not staying stuck. Let us go across to the other side. I just feel God in here. Let's just praise the Lord. Just go ahead and praise him. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Paul and Silas, they were under pressure. They were in that, they were, they were, you know, whipped and put in prison. And then they, they said, well, this is not it. We're not staying here. And went ahead and started praising God. Wherever you're at, whatever you're facing, start praising God. Let him shake things up a bit. Hey, when you're in pain, praise the Lord. When you're being rejected, praise the Lord. When you're going through, hey, and you might need to sit down and bawl your eyes out. Be human. Be real with your life. Don't just suck it all up. Be an honest child of God. If it hurts, find a safe place and cry. Dear Lord, let that go. Am I making sense to somebody?
Because to get across to the other side, sometimes it's like you got to just jettison a lot of emotional garbage. You got to jettison a bunch of uh, negative words. You got to let go of some stuff and become what God says. You're my child. I'm your dad. I got some plans for you. We're going to move on from here. We're going to step through. Look what Jesus did. Jesus broke the power of death. He's come and broken the, the power of sickness. He's coming through for you. Lay hold of him. I got the spitting there. I haven't done that in a while. Hallelujah. Let us go across to the other side. Quit waving the hanky. That's hilarious. Here, you can wipe yourself off there, Pastor. Let's praise him again. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Whew. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. If something evil has happened to you, it's not from the Father. It's not from Father God. If you think it is from him, the devil lied to you and you're trapped into thinking that something evil came from the Father's hand. And it's just not true. It's just not true. That's such, he's so deceptive and such a liar. Here's one more example of God turning plans around. It's in Esther. Hey, look at there. I'm not going to tell the whole story. It's not going to take long. But there was an evil plan to exterminate the Jewish people. Hmm. And an evil man named Haman built gallows on which to hang a guy named Mordecai. Hmm. And with Esther's godly partnership and leadership, God's plan was released. I want to put up this verse. It's not in, it's actually Psalm 33, but I think it's good for us today in the light of current, current, uh, it's Psalm 33:10. It says, the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. Would you just rejoice with me? He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Let's just worship the Lord. If we will worship him on the basis of this, if we will worship him on the basis of this, peace is coming to your home. Hallelujah. Stability is coming to your mind. Let's praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm 33, 10 and 11. The whole psalm is really delicious, but this was like a, just a nice bite, a really nice bite. And just we need, the, the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. Let's just praise him for it prophetically. Let this be an intercession in our hearts. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. His, the plans of his heart to all generations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. So what happens here in Esther, uh, just to quickly, just two verses to sum up the whole thing. Uh, eight, Esther 8, verse 3. Esther spoke again to the king, and, and she fell at his feet and wept and pleaded with him to avert the evil plan of Haman the Agagite uh, and the plot that he had devised against the Jews. And this is what happens. Look at this. Wait a minute. We're going to go to the other side. But this is how it's going to work. I love this. Na Esther 9.25. But when it came before the king, he gave orders in writing that his evil plan that he had devised against the Jews would return on his own head. 
and that he and his son should be hanged on the gallows. God affected the deliverance. He took them to the other, across to the other side. Can we praise the Lord for this nationally, that the Spirit of the Lord come? Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now, uh, I want to go ahead and uh, have our, serve our communion. I've got a couple more scriptures, and we'll apply those to what we're going to be doing. Hallelujah. What a wonderful, wonderful morning in the presence of the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Uh, yeah, come on up. Yeah, thank you. Hallelujah. And I want us to all receive the bread. It's not like a big chunk of bread. It's a little tiny, but it's a portion. It's a, something we can take together. Go ahead to First um, John 3, 8. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Ah, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. So, they were sitting down together in the midst of a betrayer. I think it's really curious that he says, and on the night he was betrayed. How many of you are feeling betrayed? By false narratives. By lies and deceptions. On the night he was betrayed. And he took the, the bread. This is uh, my body. This is the covenant of my body. So... I just think it's almost ominous that he's, he's having this little meal with him knowing that he's going to go through massive torture. His body's going to be ripped to shreds and torn asunder. His flesh is going to be ripped open from these jagged, these pieces of metal on the end of this whip. It's going to just chunks of his flesh are going to come out. He's going to bleed out. He's going to bleed out. He's going to barely get there. And he's having this little discussion. This is the night. This is the night. This is what I came for. This is why I showed up. And I'm going to put it all in the Father's hands because I've come to be your Redeemer. I've come to be your Savior. I've come to take all of your sins upon my body and destroy the power of them over your life. I've come to take out your heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh. I've come to impart love to you that you have never known because you've been under the rule of the devil. And I've come to heal you. So he sits there, he says, this is my, this is my body. And he knew that we we're going to be doing this. 
1 John 3.8 says, Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The idea of practice. And then John, I thought this should be another verse, but it's just tagged on here. But it's really the main thing to me. And it, suddenly he goes, you know the reason that the Son of God appeared? was to destroy the works of the devil. The reason the Son of God appeared. And I looked up the word destroy, and it's the word luo. And it's to loose a person. Everybody say to loose a person. To loose a person. Or a thing that's tied or fastened. To loose one that's bound. To undo it. To, to release the bonds. To set free. He says, I came to set free the person who's bound. I, that's what I've come to do. Let's praise him right now. So every work of the devil, he's come to destroy right now. Let the repentance of the Lord be imparted to you wherever you have partnered unwilling, unknowingly with the work of the devil. Just go ahead and say, I'm sorry for not looking at my life the way you look at me. Help me to know myself from your eyes, Lord. I don't want to be less than you want me to be. I want to be what you want me to be. Destroy the thing that has bound me and tied my thinking to something that diminishes your purpose in my life. And let's things that you've attended for me to go by the boards. I want to live in the fullness of why you made me. So destroy the works of the devil in my mind, in my heart. Destroy them right now. Let's praise the Lord. Destroy them. Just go ahead and destroy them. Loosen me from them in Jesus' name. Somebody just pray in the Spirit. Would you do that while we're just standing? Just pray in the Spirit. See, sometimes a dart can come into your mind when you're little and you can think a poisonous thought about yourself your whole life. And today, the Lord said, let me take that dart out. Let me go ahead and take that out. I'm going to destroy. That was a work of the devil. I'm going to take that out of your mind. I'm going to take the poison out of your mind with the power of my, my body. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that good? He does that. He does that. You know what? Um, prophetically, I want you to receive this for your children, okay? And everybody in here say, I'm going to receive the bread and I'm going to speak, release the destroying of the works of the devil over my family. I feel like the Lord showed me that just now. You take this and say, I'm going to release the power of the destruction of the works of the devil in my family line. This is a generational blessing in my family line. We're going to break the power of the devil. Let's go ahead and praise him. Let's go ahead and praise him. Praise him. Let faith come in your spirit right now. Let faith come in your spirit just as you're before the Lord. Say, the power of, the, of darkness, the power of the devil is being destroyed. Every child untied in Jesus' name, every child untied from everything that was in the heart that bound them up to a work that would not let the fullness of God's love come in. We break it in the name of Jesus. We break it in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
Praise the Lord. Now let's partake together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is the Let's Go Across to the Other Side book. And it introduces us to Let's Go Across to the Other Side, God. And the reason that Jesus can take us across to the other side into God's love is because he went through the cross and he went through death he went through it his blood now that's been not only shed on the earth but taken into the eternal there's an altar in heaven and he took the blood up there he said dad we did it we did it we broke the power of death over all your kids and now everybody that puts faith in me death is destroyed and cast into the lake of fire for them that now they have eternal life and the blood speaks of a better covenant the blood speaks really loud you're free you're alive you're forgiven you're whole you're mine you're mine. Hallelujah. 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 You know, I wish we could kind of just have a garden hose full of this grape juice and just hose each other down. I think that would be. Say, every place in me, Lord. Let's lift the cup and thank the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Cause every stronghold to topple cause everything to fall at the feet of Jesus because of the power of the blood rinse wash heal sanctify change transform with the power of this blood in Jesus name let's partake thank you Jesus those who are going to help with prayer at the end here you just come on up and uh, we're going to seal this thing. Hallelujah. It's one of those services where you go, I don't want to leave. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. How many of you feel full? You feel like... Man, I ate a steak. Hallelujah.
Would you lift your heads again? I just feel like the Lord's all about massive blessing, impartation, gifting us, gifting us with revelation to cause us to come out of where we've been. Let us go across to the other side. Just go ahead and put your, close your eyes and put your hand in Jesus' hand. Say, I'm going to go across. I'm going to go across to the other side now. I'm going to go across. I'm going to go across now. I'm going to go across now. I'm not stuck anymore. I'm not going to stay stuck. I'm going to go across now. I'm going to go across now. Jesus, now listen to what the Lord would have you say, because He'll have you say something. He'll have you speak. He'll have you mouth speaking what he wants you to say at this time. He's going to help you speak. Help you say what you need to say from him just like Jesus is coaching him. says greater things you're going to do, even greater things than these. He's taking you over to the other side. You're going to cross over. Let's praise him now. Just praise him in the spirit. Just praise him up out of your heart. Praise Him for the healing. Praise Him for the change. Praise Him for the heart work, the work in your heart. Praise Him for the renewing of your mind. Praise Him for the words that you're going to say. Praise Him for the victory that He is. You know, when Jesus, Jesus basically is victory. He's not going to give it to you. He is the victory Himself. When we embrace Jesus, we embrace victory. He is victory. So we put all our hearts trust in you, Lord. Some of you have uh, family members on your mind and the Lord is invading those situations right now. just want you to know that. He's just saying that to me. He says, the people that are on your heart, He's pouring His love and life into their situation. Just praise Him for it. Just pray, say, thank you, Lord. There's several of you, several of you. Different ways that you're trusting the Lord to touch your family is happening. Lord says, I'm, I'm working at it. I know what you've got going on inside of your concerns for your family, and I'm taking care of it. I'm moving, I'm releasing, I'm blessing, I'm changing, I'm working. I'm there. Let's praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Hallelujah. He says, I'm going to take Him across to the other side. I'm going to take Him across. I'm going to go get Him. I'm going to bring Him across. Let's praise Him, praise Him. Lord, put that word in me. Let us go across to the other side. Every family member in the name of Jesus. You listen. You're coming across. You're coming across. You're coming across. Thank you, Lord. Let's go ahead and stand together. Hallelujah. Well, hug on each other. Love on each other. You're dismissed in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.